0: Hello, everyone. Welcome into Living Liberty Today, episode 31. I'm your host, Charlie Earl. Title of today's show is Reflecting. Now, I've been one of the businesses I'm involved in, uses the term reflecting how you imagine your communication skills, how they affect other people, and the feedback you get from them to determine whether or not you're on the same page and whether or not you're in agreement or if you are seriously considering what they feel and what they think. So I thought Reflecting might be a good title for this week given the fact that everything seems so confused out there right now that maybe if we just sat back for a moment or two and looked at what's going on, How do we react to it, and then how does that reflect back to us? So away we go. Okay, the market this week, no big deal. Little movement, up and down, up and down, up and down, but it seems shaky to me as a number of economic indicators are on the edge, on the precipice. It's something you may want to keep an eye on closely, particularly the various markets, the tax versus the Dow and so forth. The COVID, well, the inoculations are progressing. Cases are diminishing. And then we get some disturbing reports that about 966 people as of Sunday morning um. Uh, had adverse fatal reactions to the second dose. I don't know what the percentage is. I didn't do the numbers, but nevertheless, the media, the CDC, all the health agencies and so forth are trying to put the ultimate fear under us regarding this whole COVID issue. So, um, Again, step back, take a look, examine for you what's best for you, what's best for your circumstances, and how does your decision reflect back to you. Good news, bad news, terrible news, news. The Senate passed the $19 trillion, quote, COVID relief package. Now the House must agree to some of the changes that were uh, generated in the Senate. If so, and my guess is they probably will because Speaker Pelosi will demand it, um, it'll become lost. So you got another $1.9 trillion added to your national debt. Woohoo! Uh, anyway, uh, a couple of the key factors of the Senate version they're adding a $300 a week unemployment benefit through September 16th that is in addition to your state's unemployment benefits, which I should say as someone who's involved in several small businesses, that does us no favors. Uh, we've been battling the whole COVID lockdown here in Ohio. We have a crazy governor who who uh, decides his own data and, and makes his own decisions based on that. But When you add $300 a week to the state unemployment benefit, you cannot, as a small business, hire anybody because nobody wants to work for the wages you can offer to pay in a small business. Now, the good side of that is they failed to pass the national $15 national minimum wage, which, you know, on the very face of it is ludicrous. It doesn't cost the same to live in Cheyenne, Wyoming as it does in New York City or Providence, Rhode Island or Columbus, Ohio. Each state and even community should have the wherewithal to determine a minimum wage. And I don't agree with this, quote, livable minimum wage because many of the people on the minimum wage are are still living with mom and dad or whatever, uh, still There should be local control over what a reasonable minimum wage should be, even though I must say at bottom line, I'm opposed to any, uh, you know, the free market says I've got this job available at X dollars per hour. You decide to take it or not take it, or you come on with me and you negotiate X plus dollars per hour for you to take the job that I make a decision and we go from there. But nevertheless, governments like the camel with its nose in the tent, only in this case it's the whole camel, including the rear end, that are in the tent. And uh, we'll be lucky if we can find room in the tent just for us to survive going forward. In other news, we still have razor wire and fences around the U.S. Capitol. The National Guard is still protecting our Congress critters from being Attacked by hordes of insurrectionists armed with tanks, mortars, aircraft. Oh, no, I take that back. Armed insurrectionists, uh, insurrectionists, uh, protesters. Anyway, going on, I think right now, instead of bullet pointing uh, the remainder of this, I mean, there's a whole lot of things going on. Uh, in the world relationship globally are back on a fragile scale they've always been fragile in the Mideast there was a glimmer of hope there six months ago but still Iran's shaking its fist and the Biden administration is trying to decide what criteria they put on reopening the nuclear arms deal that they had before which is neither uh, restricting nuclear arms nor was it a real deal but nevertheless they're going through that relationships with China uh, are becoming more bellicose in many ways uh, the Hong Kong situation out of control we've had insurrections and takeovers in other countries around the globe just chaos mayhem going on all over the place so given all that, given this context and scenario of what's happening domestically and internationally, let me say or share with you my profound disappointment with people. Yeah, okay, now, here's the way I look at it, and certainly I don't have a sheet full of data in front of me to back up. This is just an intuitive sense of what I see and what I and what I detect out there. Some of the people are super intelligent. And I mean that both in the common sense and in the intellectual sense. I I found in my life in academia and politics, the super intelligent are to be used, and I want to put that in quotes, are to be used or utilized, let's put it that way, when their particular area of expertise can add something to the conversation. Otherwise, they're generally about as valuable as lips on a chicken when you try to decide other things outside of their field or area of expertise. Then there's that super intelligent group who are just ladled with common sense. I mean, they intuitively understand a situation, and they look at all the options available... And they make a decision to move ahead. Those are the people you want to hang around. God, if you're lucky, those are the kind of people you want to marry. Some of the people, a very small number of the people, the population, people I've met over my life, are just flat out evil. They have no moral compass. They have no principles. They have no empathy for anybody else. Uh, they are sociopaths. And are to be avoided at all costs. Nevertheless, as a society, they seem to worm their way into our consciousness every once in a while with some truly heinous and outrageous acts. But nevertheless, that's a portion of the people. So let me bulk the rest of them all together in one package group. The compliant. Yeah, there's a small element of resistors and protesters and people who sort of mentally step off the grid. They may still be living in suburbia or out in a, in a thriving rural area, but they've mentally divorced themselves from what's going on around there just to protect and maintain their own sanity and maybe ability to survive. But there's that vast horde, that vast number of people who are compliant, and, and, and I think I understand some of the reasoning, some of the thought processes going through their compliance for a, for a large number of them. It's OK. OK. I know they're going too far. And we're talking about government. We're talking about corporations. We're talking about the culture, whatever. They're thinking, I know they're going too far, but what the hell? It doesn't burn my butt. I'll just go along this one time. Maybe it'll stop. Let me restate that. I'll just go along this one time, and maybe it'll stop. Folks, it never stops. And it's that old thing we've all known about for years, give an inch, it'll take a mile. And that's exactly what's going on in the culture, in the political realm, and I would say globally, that too many people, rather than stir up the energy to fight or resist, or even speak out. I mean, you don't have to be non-compliant if you complain about it, because now Facebook will shut you down if you complain about the wrong stuff or whatever, if that's your medium, your social media platform. But I'm alarmed by the acceptance of so many people that, okay, I'll just give it on this one more item, and maybe it'll stop. That is what I would call faulty thinking. It's illogical. As I've said many times in the past in my political career and what have you, the government has no heart, no mind, and no soul. Government can't stop. It's its very nature to continue to grow. And if it sees a vacuum, it has to fill it. And if it doesn't see a vacuum, it creates one to fill. It's just constant, it's regulation upon regulation, it's rule upon rule. And then you get the clown show in the Capitol, in the, capital, the <clears throat> elected officials who decide to add more to it, to put more weight on it. They pass little things called enabling legislation, which basically is a broad general rule Was we don't want any, any SOBs to have access to government agencies or government benefits, so therefore they pass that down to the various agencies within the, the the government, and they decide then, they determine whether or not you, or me, or our neighbors, or our community, or our state, are indeed SOBs. They're making that call from behind the shield of disclosure. They're making that call from behind the wall of transparency, And they just arbitrarily, I think, sometimes pick these out, just maybe they don't like your type or my type of person. Or maybe they don't think we have sacrificed enough for the good of the whole. Uh, It's that type of mentality that goes on. But nevertheless, the bottom line is there are too many compliant people right now in our states, local communities, and so forth. And speaking of that on a more personal scale, in the state of Ohio, I wish the little clown who supposedly is the chief executive officer of this state would get his crap together. Um, okay, I know, I may, be, I may be wishing for a unicorn. I may be wishing for a unicorn to show up and find the end of the rainbow. I may be wishing for a unicorn to find the end of the rainbow and the little leprechaun there at the pot of gold. And I may be hoping that the tooth fairy shows up and bails us all out because that little guy has no clue. Now, I know he says he follows the science. Obviously, he's following the science right down the rabbit hole and He just came out with a ludicrous statement that once Ohio gets down to fewer than 50 cases per 100,000 people, he's going to open us up. We should celebrate him for that. I would like somebody to do the research. I haven't taken the time, but if some of you do have the time and the willingness to do this, how many cases per 100,000 have we had in, say, one of our worst flu years in the last decade or so? Did we shut the government or the people down for that? Ah, that's it. That's living liberty today. I just want to encourage you to step back, reflect, think free, and be free. I'm Charlie Earle.